Hey guys, welcome to episode 59 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J, as today I'm joined by the current BTW Women's Champion, Kayla Cassidy. Now let's chat! Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by the current BTW Women's Champion, Kayla Cassidy. So how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing fairly well. Can't complain much. (laughs) But firstly, how have you keep yourself occupied amidst all this chaos in the world right now? Um, Like before, like quarantine and stuff happened, like I was like, go, go, go. Like I was Mm -hmm. constantly, I was working throughout the day and then... I was training and wrestling throughout the week and then I was wrestling every weekend and then like when everything happened it's like wrestling pretty much got yeah. taken away like my bookings got canceled it's like I don't know what to do with myself like pretty much going stir crazy um I work throughout the week so I've been recently trying to pick up bookings since shows are mm-hmm. currently like opening back up and stuff so but we'll see but like right now like I don't have a lot of bookings mm-hmm. but I'm definitely trying to change that yeah on a scale of one to ten how much have you been yearning to get back into the ring oh my god you have no <laughs> idea <laughs> like um we recently like started practice like training again mm-hmm. So, like, a couple of weeks ago, so we train Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, so, like, it's so good to get back in there. Like, that first bump back hurt pretty bad. I bet, (laughs) I bet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I love it so much. Like, I cannot wait to start wrestling and performing in front of people again. Have you been doing, like, at-home workouts at all, or just, like, walking or running, or what have you been doing? Honestly, honestly, no. Fair <laughs> I enough. I've been working out. I'm horrible. horrible. <laughs> um, I'm about to uh, start my diet again and mm-hmm. then get back in the gym. But um, I work in like a factory, a warehouse. So yeah. like, that's a pretty good workout for mm-hmm. me. I bet. <laughs> <For> me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> but I'm definitely about to start getting back in the gym and being careful with what I eat and yeah. stuff. So. Definitely. You're going to be sore for a little bit, probably, but getting back into shape takes some time. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, upon my research with you, I came across something very relatable that I wanted to start with today. But before we get more into that, can you tell me more about how your dad and brother introduced you to wrestling around 13, 14 years old, I believe? You were? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um. My dad used to do a little bit of uh, independent wrestling for a while. Yeah, he started, like, I was maybe, like, five years old, Mm -hmm. something like that, I think, when he started. Um, He was kind of on and off. So I grew up, like, going to, like, his shows and Mm -hmm. stuff. And um, my brother was a diehard WWE fan. And then, like, one night I decided to start watching it with him. And I was like, Oh my God. It's so, like, I just like fell in love and like, I've always been like Jeff Hardy, especially like Jeff Hardy yes. and Shawn Michaels. Oh my God. Sure. Those no, are literally they, my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> they, they inspired uh-huh. me to be a wrestler. So, um, yeah, I was just like, when I was like 13 or 14, mm-hmm. I was like, yep, that's definitely what I want to mm-hmm. do when I grow up. 
So love that. And my um, my brother and sister, they always said that I want to be a wrestler when I grow mm-hmm. up too. But like, I'm the only one that's stuck to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes so. dedication for sure. Yeah. <laughs> What about like Jeff Hardy and Shawn Michaels? Because those are two of my top favorite guys of all time. What about them like captivated you? Yeah, like Jeff Hardy, especially like I was always like so drawn to like he's a high flyer. And, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, I love that type of stuff. Like, I love it so much. <laughs> and like, um, I always thought like his face paint is so cool. Like, like, I don't know. It's just like I was always so drawn to him. So drawn to him for some reason. He was very unique. Very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, Shawn Michaels, like. Shawn Michaels is just honestly the best all around. Agreed. <laughs> I can't pick one thing that I just like love about Shawn Michaels. There's like so much. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's literally the best, like literally. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree. That's, I'm so glad we can agree on something right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I was like, I was probably like 14 or 15, I yeah. went to a WWE live event and Shawn Michaels was there. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was kind of in the nosebleed seat, sort of like mm-hmm. my parents couldn't afford to get us, um, like ringside mm-hmm. tickets. So I was sort of kind of up there or kind of in the middle. And I swear Shawn Michaels looked directly at me and like mm-hmm. I started crying. Aww. <laughs> yeah. He probably did. We're going to stick with that story. He definitely did. <laughs> I know. I say it all the time. Like, he definitely looked at me. He knows I exist. Exactly. Now, before we get deeper into the next topic, I just firstly want to say that your story that you've you've posted about it on Instagram and Twitter, I believe. I just want to say I'm so proud of you for not only sharing it, but overcoming it because that too like depression was something I struggled with for the longest time but wrestling gave me an escape and just like you you've stated that it changed your life for the better and in a sense saved you so how did wrestling change your life oh yeah um I appreciate that though um I've always used wrestling as an escape like Mm -hmm. growing up and stuff like throughout like middle school and high a little bit of high school like I dealt with a lot of bullying Mm -hmm. I would get bullied a lot so like, as soon as I went home, like, I would put on a wrestling tape and watch wrestling or get on YouTube and watch wrestling videos and stuff. Like, it was always just, like, that escape mm-hmm. for me, I guess. I was just kind of, like, in my own little world. And um, when I got into it, like, don't get me wrong, like, I've had my ups and downs. Like, yeah. I've been wrestling just a tad bit over a year. Mm-hmm. I've had my ups and downs. But honestly, like, honestly don't know, like, what I would be doing without wrestling because mm-hmm. it's, like, all... Sometimes I feel like that's all that I have. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's just, it's always there for me. Yeah, it's like a, it's kind of like a way to cope with everything, too. Like an escape, like you said. Because, like, I was reading your thing and I'm like, I totally understand that because I dealt with a little bullying, too, and, like, depression, like you said, too. And it's just always been there. It's been that one constant comfort that you have. So, I totally relate to that. Yeah. Now, as you stated, too, you did start wrestling a little bit over a year ago. You're, you started training in February of last year, correct? Correct. Yeah. So can you tell me more about what the process was like in picking the school that fit and then actually showing up and getting right into it? Yeah. So um, I lived in a very small town. It's called Paris. It's right outside of Lexington, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I grew up at. And so, like, I was just, like, asking around because I knew people that wrestle and I was just asking around like 
where I should go to wrestle and get that proper training. And everybody recommended Larry D. Mm -hmm. And so I messaged Larry on Facebook and he got me squared away. I filled out, you know, the papers and stuff here. You have to get like, um, you have to fill out papers and get a physical and everything. So Mm -hmm. I got all of that. And then I went into training and like, I literally fell in love with it. Like it's hard. Like that first bomb, I was so terrified. I was so terrified, but like, it's like, oh my God, there's like nothing like it at all. Now, do you have any athletic background? No, like I oh. never played sports and hmm. stuff growing up. Um, when I was younger, I used to, I taught myself how to do backflips and stuff. I can't do it anymore, sadly. But like when I was mm-hmm. younger, like I taught myself how to do a little bit of that stuff. But like other than that, I've never played hmm. sports. Hmm. Was there like a certain move? Because you said the first day like learning was like, oh my gosh. But was there a certain move that was the toughest for you to learn or grasp right away? Because I know you said you didn't have an athletic background. So I'm sure there was some moves you were like, oh, I got to practice this more. Yeah. Um. Let's see. There was quite a few that I somewhat struggled with. Um. I think probably taking the suplex Mm because you you have to give yourself a bit of a jump and so like I I can't really jump all that high so I kind of struggle with that but um once like the more I did it's cake to me now it's all of that basic stuff it's so cake to me good now you said you were having issues with like backflips and stuff have you like practiced a moonsault at all yeah so um in training a couple of weeks ago we have a crash pad okay and i got up on the rope i was like i want to learn to do a moonsault off the top rope um so i got on the middle rope i tried to get on the top but like Mm -hmm. i started shaking i got real nervous so i was Mm -hmm. like okay i'm gonna try it on the middle rope and i had my trainer and one of the other um people spot me and so they kind of helped me over at first and then they were like, they barely held my, held my back. And then I was just like, I just flipped and I was like, Good. holy shit. Yeah, you did that. <laughs> and so, yeah. So um, I can officially do a moonsault from oh. the middle row. Uh-huh. I'm just waiting to build up the curves to yeah. get onto the top one so I can pull that out during a match and everybody's going to be like, oh my God. <laughs> hey, take it one day at a time. It's still progress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what would you say has been the greatest piece of advice you've been given during your time so far in pro wrestling that's kind of stuck with you? Um, never forget where you came from. Yes, never forget where you came from because, like, everything can be taken from you in an instant. Definitely. I know, too, kind of leading into my next question, um, you actually officially debuted in June of last year, but unfortunately suffered a broken foot, like, right afterwards, correct? Yeah, it was maybe like a yeah, maybe like two months. Yeah, was there after. any frustration with that at all, or did it kind of motivate you to propel yourself even more when you returned? Um, I fell into one of my depression mm-hmm. episodes after it happened because, like, I was just getting all of these bookings and I was doing good, and then that happens, and then it caused me to have a setback. Yeah, and it was only it was only two months, mm-hmm. but like it felt like an eternity. I bet it felt like an eternity. I was going crazy, and so 
it was just, it was rough on me. And like the job that I had at the time, it was another factory job. Yeah. They ended up letting me go because I couldn't stand up and perform mm-hmm. my job. So I was out of a job. And then like, luckily I found one that I could sit down and work. But other than that, like, but um, it definitely did motivate me. Like once I kind of like pulled myself out of that, it motivated me definitely. And like as soon as like I started walking kind of before the doctor gave me the go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went for like my last checkup and then the doctor was like, you're more than welcome to start training right now if you're comfortable with it. But I'm more worried about you spraining your foot. I'm like. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And then literally the next day I was in the ring training again. (laughs) Was two months like the correct timetable they told you you'd return in? Or was it like way sooner than expected? Um, They said it would be six to ten weeks. Okay, so that's about right. Okay. Yeah, it was about nine weeks for me. The break was, they said that the break was bad, like worse than I had thought. Hmm. So, um, they were concerned that I was going to have to have surgery, but luckily, luckily I didn't have to have surgery and, um, I was back in the ring in about nine weeks, mm-hmm. something like that, maybe 10, nine or 10, but. And you know, upon your return, you actually became the first ever BTW women's champion. So do you remember exactly how you felt in that moment to be not only trusted to elevate this company, but to be the first ever? I was so excited like I was just like he you know wants to like like he trusts me to like hold that title mm-hmm. for him like it meant a lot for me and I guess he saw potential in me and so it's just it, it did mean a lot for me so I've been BTW Women's Champion since November I believe so mm-hmm. it's been quite a while and I'm actually defending it I think <gasps> next month against Ooh. Billy Starks I'm very excited <sighs> about working Billy's great. I've had Billy on yes. too. She's really young but super talented. I look forward oh to gosh. that. Yeah. Yes. She helps me so much in training and everything. She helps me a lot. Oh, that's awesome. I see, I'd love to see girls supporting girls. You'd love to see it. Yes. <laughs> now I've seen you work too. You've worked a lot in IWA Midwest and Queens of Combat, but where else in the world would you love to wrestle? Just anywhere in the world. Anywhere that my one of my top goals is stardom over in Japan. Mm -hmm. That's such a goal for me. Like I'm wanting to make it a goal within the next year to make it over to Japan Mm -hmm. and wrestle and learn their style. Like there's they are incredible. Japanese wrestling is Mm -hmm. something else. It's awesome. (laughs) Um maybe eventually AEW. Mm-hmm. Which that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll just see where wrestling takes me. <laughs> now, is your like wrestling style kind of like lucha or strong style or technician, or have you are you still learning your footing on what style you want to conform to more? Um, I've been recently wanting to learn lucha style to add a little bit of lucha into my arsenal. So sometimes at training we work on a little bit of that stuff. Um. I'm mostly a striker and a a technical wrestler, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I was, um, but I was trained by Larry D, and, but, yeah, he teaches us, like, all this cool, neat stuff, but, um, I'm definitely wanting to learn some lucha, for sure. Oh, that'd be great to, I feel like you could do, like, have, like, a surprise, like, lucha. I would, like, I don't know, I feel like if you're more so driven to a technician or striker, you could throw in a little bit of lucha every so often to surprise your opponent. It would look really cool. Yeah. 
Now, for some of the listeners who maybe aren't so familiar with Kayla Cassidy, can you describe your persona as Kayla Cassidy? Like, who is she? What drives her? Um, honestly, it's pretty much like when I'm out there, like, I'm just myself. Okay. So, like, um, I wouldn't say, like, some people ask me, like, what my gimmick is. Mm -hmm. And, like, honestly, like, I'm still honestly trying to figure that out. Nothing wrong with that. But so when I go out there, I'm mostly I'm mostly just myself. And sometimes like um, especially when I, you know, play the bad guy, Mm -hmm. it's like me releasing like (laughs) stress and anger that I guess I've had built up inside a little bit, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. But um, it's definitely like your persona and gimmick. It's definitely the best when you're yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, amped up times 10. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Have to agree with that. Now, I know you're talking about you love being the bad guy. I've seen you two. You've done a lot of work with your best friend in IWA Midwest with Haley J. So can you tell me more about your friendship with her? Um, Haley J, we are actually not tagging anymore, but um, we're very we're very cool with each mm-hmm. other. And we train together and we work well together. But um, I think maybe like as a tag team, we just weren't very like, I guess, compatible, okay. I guess you could mm-hmm. say. So, but we were still really, really cool with each other. Mm. Yeah, and she's absolutely killing it as well. Yeah, I've seen. Mm-hmm. But now, I guess now since you aren't a tag team, who would you love to be like to work with sometime as a tag team then in the future? Um, I don't know if you're, are you familiar with Chase Holiday? Yes, I am. So <laughs> I want him to be my tag partner so bad. Like we talk about, he's he's one of my very good friends. Yeah, and uh, we talk about sometimes about being a tag team. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> you never know. I feel like a lot of matchups. I feel like will happen. You never know. Yeah. Now, I've seen two, I think it was late last year, early this year, you had a huge feud with Paige Jones. (laughs) Um, Can you tell me more about what exactly stemmed this rivalry and why you're better than her, according to your Instagram hashtags, anyway? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we, she is Larry D's wife. Um, Okay. We both were at PTW together, and um, we were somewhat becoming a tag team, and it was my first match back from my injury. And so, um, of course, she picked up the win, won the match. And then I guess I wasn't too happy about it because I felt like she was, you know, still in my spotlight. So I turned my back on her and mm-hmm. then we've been kind of beefing ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Those are always my favorite, though. Better than Paige, <laughs> what made me laugh in your Instagram hashtag. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Now, is there a certain match stipulation that you want to tackle sometime down the line that you haven't yet? Um, let's see. I definitely a TLC match, tables, mm-hmm. letters, and chairs match. <laughs> I like I said, like I grew up watching Jeff Hardy, and I was like so into his style and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I definitely want to do. I've been in two street fight matches. I want to wow add in mm-hmm. a TLC match for sure. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. That's were were the street matches kind of more challenging for you since you are still so new or did you just kind of have more fun with it i honestly had a blast like i was nervous going into it Mm -hmm. um because i've never done anything like that before but um i worked with ludark shantae i believe Mm -hmm. is her last name but um she's great to work with and she beat the hell out of me but it was fun Mm. 
Now, is there an opponent so far who you think has you've had the best in ring chemistry with, just like naturally? Um, I'm gonna have to go with Christopher Michael Lotus. It was an intergender uh, mm-hmm. match that we had a few months ago before quarantine happened. Yeah. Um, it was I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's mostly in the Cincinnati area, okay. but um, we had. Oh, that match was so fun that we had. Like, we had such great chemistry, and, like, we were wanting to wrestle each other again. It was it was a blast. It was so fun. Oh, good. That's great, too. I feel like certain people that you just click with naturally, so that's great, too, that you could find that kind of right away in your career in, like, a less than a year and two. That's great. Yeah, and he's um he's helped me a lot. He's one of the trainers um up at NWF in Cincinnati. Okay. And so he's mm-hmm. helped me a little bit. So he's kind of like a mentor to me, but that was our first time wrestling each other and mm-hmm. we just clicked like that. It was awesome. Now I know that the world of wrestling is kind of crazy right now, but if and when things go back to semi-normal, who are some of your dream opponents? Um Kylie Ray has to be my number one yeah. dream opponent. Mm-hmm. Kylie Ray. Honestly, like if you're in wrestling and your dream opponent, one of your dream opponents is not Kylie Ray, then I have no idea which <laughs> I have to agree with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, she is honestly the best. <laughs> I think that I could definitely learn a lot from her. And um mm-hmm. she's definitely yes, definitely want to wrestle her and learn from her. Um I also want to wrestle Chase Holiday before mm-hmm. if we become a tag. I definitely want to wrestle him. Um Let's see. There's so many people I want to wrestle. There's a lot of talented people today. Yeah, so many people. There's so many talented people out there. Like, it's just like, so many. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, just wrestle everyone. We'll go with that. I know, right? (laughs) That'd be awesome. Now, lastly, I wanted to end this interview with a very interesting fact about you. Um, So can you tell me more about your 13-year-old emo phase that we all went through? (laughs) Oh, my God. It was horrible. Okay. So, yeah, I remember I was in, like, eighth grade in particular. So I I guess I was, like, maybe 13 around there. So, um. I've always listened to, like, the music, like, okay, so growing up, like, my parents mostly listened to, like, country, and so, like, that's Mm -hmm. what I was, like, listening to, and then, like, when I was old enough, I started listening to, like, what I liked and, like, what I wanted to listen to, and so, like, now I kind of hate country music, and so, like, I kind of fell into that emo phase, Mm -hmm. and, like, I was obsessed with, like, Papa Roach and Green Day and Lincoln Park and all of them, and so, like, I would buy, like, all black clothes and <laughs> black baggy sweatpants. <laughs> and then I also had, like, I would take, like, markers and, like, draw in my hair, too. I was weird. And then, like, I would wear, like, the eyeliner. Yeah. And then I got, like, a fake nose ring. I have, it was awful. It was awful. I had, like, one of those clip-in fake nose rings. Yeah. And I went to school in eighth grade. My mom didn't see me because she would have killed me. But I snuck it in school and then I put it in in the bathroom. And I was like, Yes, I'm cool. And then I try to learn to skateboard, and that didn't Ooh. work out so well. But yeah. Like, I, like inside of me is emo still, but, like, I just dress different now. Yeah, I've seen you say that, too. I did see you say, I think a couple weeks ago, or I forget if it was, like, recently, that you said you were actually listening to country music, and you were like, what is going on with the world? 
if you're listening to country music. Yes, um, Kane Brown. I think that's his name. Yeah, Kane yeah. Brown. He's, um, I like some of his music. Don't tell anyone, even though a lot of people are going to hear this. But yeah, yeah, I like listening to him. Kayla's not a real emo, guys. <laughs> it's okay, though. I love country music, but I get that. I went through a little phase of that, too, where I was like, what is this? But now I love country music, but at least you love Kane Brown. We can, that I'm okay with that. I approve. <laughs> now before i let you go can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias yes um i am on twitter i'm very active on twitter um at kayla underscore cassidy my instagram is kayla underscore cassidy underscore and my facebook is just kayla cassidy well thank you so much for chatting with me kayla it's been such a pleasure you're welcome thank you for having me